I also want to talk about uh, while we're while we're on the subject of teams that look completely outmatched. Um, Nick Wright. So this was funny. I I thought it was clear that he was being sarcastic in the clip where he's saying that the Phoenix Suns are being gimmicky and cheap. That they just keep going relentlessly at Luka Doncic. I thought it was like clear that he was being sarcastic there. I hope so. Uh, Apparently, a lot of people didn't think he was being sarcastic, got really angry, and and did internet type of things. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that there's an interesting talking point here regarding yes. Luca um, and and the way that Phoenix is targeting him. And yes. uh, you know, look, I'm I understand the perils of fat shaming in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I understand. That that is not something that you uh, that that we do in 2022. However, uh, in professional sports, where conditioning can be an advantage or turn into a disadvantage, right? I don't think that's off the table. And Luca, now look, he's coming off of a calf strain injury, and that's going to take some of the already kind of lacking athleticism that he already uh, doesn't have. Um, but he just looks big. Like he just looks round and potato shaped and, and potato shaped. Okay. <laughs> and, and like, I think, you know, you look at somebody like Jokic and you see him, you know, he's not chiseled. He's, he is no Roman statue out there, but uh, he makes do. And he can do that because he's playing like power forward center. He's playing the center. You don't need to be as athletic there, though even he will get targeted in certain matchups because Absolutely. that's what you got to do Absolutely. when you're playing against some of these guys. You got to take advantage of their of, of the things that they're lacking. Uh, Luca is kind of known around the league as somebody who likes to play himself into shape, doesn't mm-hmm. take off-season conditioning all that seriously. Mm-hmm. And and this isn't me saying that like he is the reason that Dallas is in this position. He is, but he's in he's the reason that they are here in the first place. Um, but I think it's I don't think it's unfair to ask a superstar to get or stay in good enough shape that he can't be taken advantage of to the extent that he is. Um, fair. I think I think there's like a well, there's a few points. Here, as it relates to Nick Wright, you don't if when you pedal in like hot takes mm-hmm. and you are like a debate show person, mm-hmm. you don't get the benefit of the doubt. When That's also you, true. Yeah. When you go hot take or like I'm trying to be sarcastic, like it, it better be obvious. Yeah. Because you're the dude that you're not the dude, but you are one of those dudes that he's very successful but is very successful because he pushes button people's buttons with hot takes so he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt of whether this is uh whether it's sarcastic or not you don't you don't get the benefit yeah well that's that's, too many times that's one of those moments too where because like there are some tweets that i will send out that i don't think are going to be that inflammatory that i would hope come across as sarcasm um, and if they don't get taken as sarcasm, part of me does kind of walk away from that and saying, huh, what am I doing that uh, uh, regularly on Twitter that would make people think I'm being serious when I say right. something as outlandish as this? So yeah, that's, that's a totally fair point. 
as it relates to Luca, he has... That said, if you don't like my tweets, go fuck yourself. <laughs> By the way, now you sound like the, the Iron Sheik. Do you follow the Iron Sheik? Do you know who the Iron Sheik is? The the wrestler? Yes. The wrestler? Yes. No, I don't follow uh, him. Uh, so I follow him on Twitter because he's hilarious. Yeah. And basically every tweet ends with go fuck yourself. <laughs> So now you sound like the Iron Sheik. It's basically like every tweet of his is like calling calling Hulk Hogan a jabroni and then telling everybody to go fuck themselves. Specifically Hulk Hogan generally, but but sometimes you know what? Uh, I'm team I'm team Iron Sheik on that on that. Uh, I don't on that disagree front. with you. Um, <laughs> even though I'm old enough, I watched those two. That was a big deal back in the day. Yeah. Um, as it relates to Luca. He, you're, you're not wrong. He has a reputation, deservedly, it would appear from the semi-outside, deservedly of somebody who doesn't get in great shape. Um, Joker, you mentioned also, like Zion is another one. People have different body types. And Dikembe I don't... Mogumbo. <laughs> I love Dikembe Mogumbo. I love doing those. Like, you're not going to talk about Zion Williamson <laughs> conditioning and i'm not gonna bring up dikembe mogumbo yes i, I mean it's such a good one yeah. it's in my contract actually yeah. glenn red beans and rice um, <laughs> so i don't and people people have different body types right their game people have different games and all that so i don't know that it's fair to expect luca to be in whatever like lebron shape's not fair because that's an extreme example i yeah. think what is fair though is to ask guys to get in their best shape, right? Because like, yeah, that's those right. guys are never going to look like they have a different body type, right? They're never gonna be in the shape of yeah. whoever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting Luca to be able to jump like Vince Carter. Like, but that's I don't not... even. But it's not. I don't even think it's about that. I think it's about having the conditioning so that you can play at your best level for however yeah. long. Um, and Jokic has made huge strides. It's a lot of the defensive metrics had, had him as like the number one defender. It speaks more to the fact that we don't we have don't know the shit metrics about for defense. defense. Yeah. And the fact that defensive rebounding is usually like the main component of these. And he's a great defensive rebounder. And the guys playing behind him are so bad that the on off stuff is hugely in his favor. Yeah. Um, and Jokic is not a good defensive player. But he is an improved defensive player yeah, because he has done the best that he can to get himself in, in his best shape. So he is much closer to his best shape than Luca is to his best shape. Part of it is the calf injury for Luca. Part of it. Jokic also he also, like, he also just, came into the year a disaster. He was not in good shape. He was awful. Yeah. Compared by his to standards. Him, yeah. By his standards. Yeah. He was awful at the beginning of the year. Shockingly got in shape and then was certainly in the conversation for the best player in the league once he was in shape. So weird I think how that is, works. I think it is fair to ask him to be in his best shape, which he clearly isn't. Some of it's the calf. Frankly, some of it's laziness. But even in his best shape, Luca's not a good defensive player and he's not going to be a good defensive player. Yeah. Also combine that with he probably carries more offensive load than anybody in the league. Mm -hmm. so then you get into questions like we and we we've talked about this on this show 
as it relates to LeBron. Like when LeBron has on those LeBron possess on those defensive possessions where LeBron is clearly like ramping up and down or uh, he is kind of vacillating with his with his intensity and his effort mm-hmm. and he is managing possessions defensively lebron is thir- whatever 37 years old now and i don't know that it's a fair ask for someone especially at lebron's age when you have that much offensive yeah. responsibility and all the energy that that takes to then also give everything you got on every defensive possession. The difference is Luca's what, 22? Right. He's <laughs> 15 years younger. So, but still, he even has more offensive like weight on his shoulders than LeBron. So mm-hmm. do I don't know what the answer is in this series because Phoenix is going to and should just as currently go at constituted? Him. I don't think there's they an should, answer. They should go after him all the time. And they're yeah. going to. Do you try to give Jalen Brunson who has like done basically nothing this series. Do you try to give him some of that creation and offensive burden so that Luca doesn't have it all on his shoulders? Do you play him fewer minutes? So he has more to give defensively later in the game. I mean, he's not going to be good. Luca's not a bad defender. He's not going to be good and he's going to get picked at, but because it is what it is at this point and he has you know what it 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 just looked like you know in a video game right like his his energy bar was just like <laughs> it was flashing red in the second half yeah so yeah he's not going to be good because he's not good you go to hit the turbo button be better, and your vibrators like, so your your uh your controller starts vibrating yeah you, no. you know what i damn it <laughs> please don't cut that please do not cut that <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Like they're not going to beat. I thought it was going to be a competitive series. Um, they're not going to beat Phoenix. But is there more that they can do to help him? Not. And I don't even mean like strategically, defensively. I think they have to maybe try getting the ball out of. They may have to try like putting more pressure on Chris Paul, like. I mean, look, they don't they don't have a Grand Theft Alvarado. They don't have Herb Jones. But somebody can put some pressure up uh, on Chris Paul so that by the time they get to the front court and they're going trying to get switches to get Luca on whoever, on Chris Paul or Devin Booker, that there's like they're facing a tougher shot clock situation. That's maybe one thing to do to try. Maybe you try to trap Chris Paul and then or even Devin Booker sometimes, and then say like a hey, Jay Crowder, even though he's making shots this series, finally, like, okay, you do something, mm-hmm. but they're not going to get, or, and again, maybe you, maybe you need more from Jalen Brunson offensively. So Luca doesn't have to carry so much of the burden. So he has more to give later in the game defensively, ma'am, you, maybe you play him two or three minutes less in the first half. Yeah, so he I, has more, I, but they're, they're not, none of these seem like good answers for, for the Mavs. I mean, it, I think what it really kind of comes down to is they really miss Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, they really, really miss him. They need another guy. They need another athlete out there. You need another guy who can, I guess, I think ideally, uh, until Luca really gets himself into shape, and maybe even after he does, I think ideally Luca plays the three on offense and the four on defense. You try to, and you try to, you know, finagle your way into, into that kind of a circumstance. Um, and Hardaway being, that kind of six, five-ish range. 
allows Luca to slide down maybe and and um you get him and Finney Smith and and uh Powell's athleticism has diminished a little bit He's but you just so bad you just you you need you need to surround Luca with athleticism and shooting which like you know which is what you want to do anyway for every team <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure what is it uh, Tyrone Bingham's uh, yeah. the Chappelle show yeah <laughs> like I'm scratching for those who can't see I'm like scratching my chin y'all got any more of those shooting athletes <laughs> yeah right yeah um you need you need good basketball players it turns out you know something the Lakers might need to learn from um just, but this but this is the point of having yeah. Brunson and then trading for Dinwiddie, right? Like those two dudes are supposed to be able to take some of that yeah. away from But neither neither are like great athletes. Like Dinwiddie no, no, is no, kind of no. shifty and then Brunson is built like a fire hydrant. So it's like yeah, I don't no, 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 neither are great athletes. No. But so, I mean like that that creation thing. And by the way, yeah. as it, if we want to bring it back to the Lakers, I have had a problem or I did and I voiced this opinion. I didn't like the well, I definitely, I certainly have been very clear. I didn't like the rust trade before it happened mm -hmm. and said that, but I also wasn't in a lot of people liked the, the Schroeder and there's the idea of Schroeder. Fine. I get it. But if we're going to say Russ and Schroeder as like, put them in the, the Dinwiddie, not together, but Dinwiddie slash Brunson roles to take away some of the creation from for the Lakers LeBron if we're bringing this back to the Lakers I don't want to spend you know we have scarce resources everybody has scarce resources in the NBA and I don't want to allocate those scarce resources to somebody that's going to take creation away because that's yeah. a regular season thing right mm -hmm. in the playoffs I want LeBron having the ball and making all of those decisions in yeah. the playoffs I want Luke I mean he isn't physically holding up but I want Luca to be able to do that uh, to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the trade at, for the Mavs, like trading for Dinwiddie to help take some creation away. Like, okay, but I don't want Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> running well, shit in the playoffs. Well, I mean, the, the trade for Dinwiddie was also to get rid of Chris Adds Porzingis. Yes. Right? So like yes. that was a factor there too. But yeah, I, I think in general, like Spencer Dinwiddie I, as a concept in the regular season, I think, like, I think one thing that we have really learned over the last, I don't know, five-ish years or so, maybe a little further back than that, is the notion of a regular season player and a playoffs player. Mm -hmm. And and I think Dinwiddie is a really, really good regular season player, not somebody who I really trust in the playoffs. Well, the same know? was true of Jalen Brunson until this year. I mean, well, he's been bad this series, but in yeah. the first round, he was great. Right. Well, the team that they were he was playing against hated yeah. each other. So also true. <laughs> so like I, I, I guess the jury for me is still out on on Brunson as a playoffs player. Oh, he's, um, and he's going to get paid in this offseason, too, by the way. Yeah. And and good luck, Knicks. Um, <laughs> is, is what I would say. <laughs> um, all right, let's do let's actually bring it back to the Lakers. The last thing that I, the last topic that I wanted to hit on here are the Lakers and a poll that we ran at Silver Screen and Roll asking if you, the listeners and readers, believe in Lakers ownership and their ability to bring the Lakers back to title contention. The results of that poll, only 29% of Lakers fans think current ownership can get the Lakers back to title contention. Woof. 
That is that is a low number. Now here's 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 a couple qualifiers that I think we need to throw in here. One, okay. recency bias, right? Sure. Like this is something. This is you know people are, are are watching coming off of the season that the Lakers just came off of. So this number is always going to be lower than it normally would be. Because you said of those and again. Read read the question again. You said get the Lakers back to championship contention, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing here too that um i think in the interests of look i just recorded a show earlier about the lack of racial diversity i think sometimes because of the lack of um gender diversity in sports that women get a harder uh they get graded harder than they would be because people are expecting hey you're the first female here in this role and as such uh, you have to live up to certain expectations. And I think with Jeannie, I think um, her being a female owner in a overwhelmingly male league means that she gets criticisms levied against her in ways that male owners would not. So I think that's another factor here that is just an inherent part of the returns. All that said, I totally understand and am on, if I had a vote, if I was, if I, I didn't personally vote on this one, mm-hmm. um, if I had to vote, I would say that based on what we have seen the last two seasons, um, based on what we have seen from Jeannie Buss overall as an owner, I don't think I trust them to get back to title contention. And also, also on top of that, this is a really difficult off season to navigate here because of how thoroughly screwed their cap is. They just don't have very much flex- flexibility here to get this done. So not all of this even necessarily reflects on ownership per se. This is just, you look at how good these teams are and you look at how far the Lakers have to go to get to that level and how little they have to work with in order to try to get to that level. And it's a really difficult, if not damn near impossible ask. So that's where I stand. What's mm-hmm. your response to the, the results on, on, on this poll? Um, I think they're, well, I think both points that you made um, are, are good points, uh, like contextualizing all of this um, about the, the role of her, her being a female. I think that's, that is a good point. And recency bias, I also think is a good point. I think it's kind of I don't I don't think fans are fans, right? And I'm never going to tell a fan how to fan because you interpret this. You That's take the lamest in. type of analysis to me. Like, yeah, like I hate people. Like, don't do the wave. Like you, you, and you off. consume, enjoy this. However, works for you. Yeah, fans, um, listeners to to this show. But I think it's kind of dumb. Okay. Um, I understand. I understand why some people feel that way, but I think it's dumb. And I, I think it's lacking uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. This team won a goddamn title less than two years ago with mm-hmm. the same people in charge. Two seasons ago, but yeah. Yeah, but less than two years ago, mm-hmm. right? It's still less than two years ago. Um, so for whatever circumstances, good fortune, bad fortune, whatever, led to that title. I think it's kind of silly to think that those factors are could not work again. Mm-hmm. I I know. I just said I disagree with uh, 
some of even a lot of the decisions that have been made, the choices that have been made since then. But to think that they can't do it, is, it seems silly to me. You personally, with a pitchfork and a torch in hand, led a rally to get everyone gone right before the Lakers won a title. Yeah, you're so, all welcome. <laughs> that was you with the face paint, right? Um, I, but I, I mean, look, I understand. I understand. I understand the hesitancy. I understand. Like, look, the last this last year did not go well at all. Um, the year before, were the Lakers in title contention? I like. I think that's an open question. Right. I think most people listening to this, most Laker fans, most people that that voted in the, the silver screen roll poll probably think that if AD didn't get hurt, that the Lakers would have beat Phoenix. I think I tend to believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the people that voted in that probably believe that. Well, Phoenix went to the finals. <laughs> so if if we think that last year, not that not this past season, the season before, that the Lakers were going to beat Phoenix without Anthony Davis getting hurt, then I think it's pretty fair to say that the Lakers were probably in championship contention last season. So I think it's kind of unfair. And again, recency bias, as you mentioned, is Mm -hmm. a huge part of this. And I'm not going to try to tell you that this last season and the off season that preceded it were not a disaster because they were. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think it's fair to have questions about the decision makers going forward. I think that's fair, but I think it is a little premature to say, to assume that this group of decision makers can't get the Lakers back to title contention. Well, what you didn't mention there though, was how difficult it's like you mentioned it earlier. You said winning in the NBA is fucking hard, right? And it is. The situation that the Lakers are currently in right now, which like, you know, they have to manifest. Well, how many wins did they have this year? 30? 31. So they have to manifest 20 wins from last year. Now, some of that you're is going to be the, you're getting your crystals out. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just like, I, like you have to, you have to, you have to produce 20 yes. more wins than, than you had last year. And that's yes. just to, to get into yes. like the mid tier, like yes. contender range. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that is going to be if if that is going to happen, it's going to mean that like like if the Lakers are title contenders, it means that LeBron and AD are healthy, right? Correct. Without that, if, if they're not, matter. none of this matters, right? If they're right. not, forget right. it. Right. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if if Warriors ownership and their front office were running the Lakers right now. If LeBron and AD aren't healthy, they aren't doing any winning, right? Just like we saw what they look like when Steph wasn't healthy. Like, we said, and Draymond, right. Right. Like, we, like, at the end of the day, if your superstars aren't either healthy or playing like superstars in the NBA, then your team yeah, isn't going to be very good. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's, that's baked into the pie. What you didn't mention, though, is like they have so much work to do. Like, you and mm-hmm. I are in agreement they have to trade Russ, right? Uh, if you I had think- to say yes or no. I think that is the best path forward, yes. Okay. So they have to trade Russ, which means you have to turn $47 million of, of, of uh, against the cap money um, into one or two maybe productive role players that are 
probably on contracts that are going to suck in a couple of years, but maybe next year they're going to be okay. They'll be better in, uh, you know, combined than Russ was last year. So that's, that's one task. They have to hire a head mm-hmm. coach mm-hmm. who is walking into a team that is uh, led by LeBron James and uh, has LeBron James expectations on it and is going to have basically all new players. Like, <laughs> like half the roster is going to be brand new. More than uh, that. But yeah. more, than, more than half the roster is probably going to... Well, right now they have seven guys on their roster. So if they carry 15, then yeah. More than half if they just retain all the people that they have currently heading into next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yes. But you're, you're, you are supposing... Mm-hmm. That there is a Russell Westbrook trade in there. That's also which yeah. would so eliminate. I guess it, it, it will yeah, more <laughs> yeah, than right. half. Yes. So more than half of your roster is going to be brand new. You have LeBron James expectations, um, and and you have you have limited time to turn this around, right? Because LeBron, mm-hmm. you only have maybe one, if you squint, two prime LeBron years ahead of you. We don't even know how many prime Anthony Davis years you have ahead of you. To be completely honest. If he can't stay healthy, then it's 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 a, that's a question. So some of this has nothing whatsoever to do with with ownership. This is just the situation. Now, like, did ownership and the people that ownership empowered put them in this situation? Yeah, but like at the end of the day, the the, the poll question is somewhat flawed in that getting back to title contention, and it doesn't say this year, by the way. It just says mm-hmm. in general. So like, mm-hmm. if you're giving and Jeannie isn't selling anytime soon, so. No. She, she, if she has, you know, X number of years down the line to get back to title contention, then yeah, I would say that at some point over the course of my lifetime, I think the Lakers are going to be back in title contention, whether they can get back to it this year though. I, the more that I think about it, dude, I just don't see it. And some of, some of it is it, some of it is because I don't trust the people working there. And some of it is because this situation is just so thoroughly bleeped. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, there isn't a, a time frame on the question. So, yeah. like, <laughs> now, so if you're asking me, how likely do I think it is that the Lakers are going to be in title contention in 2022-23? I mean, that's that's a different question, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I that and that isn't again. You talking about the flaw in the question? Yeah, I don't. The Lakers. I, I think it is less likely than likely that the Lakers are not going to be. I think or it is more likely yeah. than not that the Lakers will not be in title contention next year. Yeah. But that isn't about trusting the people making decisions. That's about, as you mentioned, it's like Phoenix I, is going to be better. Golden I, I think State's it's, I think be it is. I think, I think the negativity of the Lakers situation, I think is overstated, not by you, specifically but just in general i think the bleeped that the lakers are is kind of overstated but i think there is to be in title contention next year the lakers are going to have to get a lot of luck and you know 75 or 80 or 90 percent of the decisions exactly right and like statistically that's unlikely I have to ask this question just because I would, yeah, sure. I would, I'd be. Do I need to go get more Hennessy before you might? You might. You okay. might. Need all some right. Hennessey. All right. Go ahead. Of the people making decisions with the Lakers in official positions, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a bare bones staff right now in terms of in terms of like filling out 
an organizational roster. It's 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 one of the thinner I think staves in in. Uh, I like how I just made staves like staves. it's like a calf. He's a staff <laughs> muscle. <laughs> um, it's one of it's one of the thinner uh, franchises front offices. There it is, in in the NBA, um, and of those people in those official positions. How many people do you think, if they hit the open market, would be hired this offseason? Like, immediately? Yeah, like if they... So, like, for example, if Masai Ujiri left Toronto, he'd have a bidding war over him, right? Sure. So, like, I'm not even saying to that extent, because I don't think there's anybody in, in the organization who, if they left the Lakers, would have a bidding war over him. Well, maybe the scouting department. Scouting department's legit. So, yeah. um, but but, like... Uh, of those people, of like Rob Polinka, Kurt Rambis, I'm not even counting Linda in this equation because that's not how she. Yeah, that's not that's how. Yeah, she empowers Kurt to be able to have a voice there, but like that's not that's not her deal. Um, so Kurt, Rob, Joey, Jesse, and that's really it in terms of official capacities. If those four people hit the open market, how many of them would be hired immediately? I don't know that any of them would be hired immediate immediately, but I think that I think that there would be jobs available for all four of them. The timing of it is the timing part. Again, <laughs> this question, the timing of it matters. I think all four of them would get NBA jobs again. Um, whether it would be immediate, that's, that's a different question. Um, uh, but uh, you mentioned Joey and Jesse who, have done really great work um yeah drafting and scouting etc i think we got to put them aside because they also are part owners of the team yeah, they aren't so, going like, anywhere. right so we got to put them <laughs> aside i think um that would be like one hell of a power move to, <laughs> to go to like detroit and be a GM but I think, or something. I think that uh i think both rob and kurt would get jobs uh, like this offseason immediately i don't know i mean like look kurt has Kurt has worked all over the place, right? Like it isn't just the Lakers that have employed Kurt Rambis. He's worked all over the place, Minnesota, yeah. New York, right? Like, so, uh, um, go Rob, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't know that Rob would like just be hired as a GM somewhere immediately, but I think Rob would definitely get another job in the NBA. He was, he was in charge of basketball operations when the Lakers won a title. There mm -hmm. is like, plus there is a, there is a like, uh, benefit you get from like the Lakers shine, right? That is appealing to other teams around around the NBA. So I'd, Rob would definitely get another job. I don't know that he would get another GM job immediately, but yeah. Rob would get another job, as would Kurt. We've seen like we've seen Kurt get multiple. It's not again. It's not just the Lakers. We've yeah. seen Kurt get multiple jobs in various places in the NBA. But I, got, I see it with. Rob. I think your I don't question is Kurt. like, are they the best of the best? And I think that's a fair question. That's what yeah. you're like. That's the point of your. That's question. that's that's yeah. That's the implication. Yes. I I don't. I agree on Rob. I think Rob, if he wanted, it's a question of what he would want to do too. Like, would he want to take another job in the NBA and not be a GM? Like, I I don't know if he would. Um, Kurt is uh, Kurt's. A tough one, man, because, yeah, he has worked all over the league, but he's done pretty poor jobs all over the league. Like, he, he hasn't, at all of his stops, like, it didn't end well. 
So his 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 his. I mean, as as a coach, certainly, certainly his 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 record is public record. So <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I I again, I think the the timing of the question makes it impossible for Genie and the rest of the Lakers organization to look good. It's just it's just it's not going to happen. Which, by the way, like as a sidebar, as a side note to this, mm-hmm. with all of the leaks of. Uh, you know, Frank is why we didn't think we got enough out of Russ last year. And with the leaks of, well, clutch technically made the Lakers trade for, for LeBron and all of that. Like those leaks aren't helping anybody. Those, it, like nobody's looking whoa, at whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, hold you, wait, 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 who do you hmm. mean? They're not helping anybody. What do you mean? Even if even there isn't anybody in the Lakers organization that any of those leaks reflect well on nobody. Hmm. Nobody wins there. Um, maybe I don't. I mean, like in 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 the public eye, I agree with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, as what it, what it looks like to fans or to media members. Sure, I can I can go there with you, but I'm not sure it doesn't help anybody internally. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And which which is probably the the, the point. <laughs> right. Um and and to which I would say though that like so long as so long as we keep looking back and right now that's all they can really do. Like other than hiring a coach and sending feelers out there on what a potential Russell Westbrook trade looks like, there isn't much looking ahead excuse me, looking ahead that can be done. Um is there a more productive way to look back at the season than leaking about why the rush trade was everybody other than the front office and not clutches. Sure, but uh, it, it, I, I think there is a more productive way to sure, do that. Sure, internally. But, don't, but don't, yes, but that's the point. Don't, I would caution you or encourage you not to make the mistake of whatever is being said publicly is all that is happening. Yeah. Or is all right? Like no, I yeah. Like just because, and we don't even know who is saying this stuff. Um, but if people are saying whatever they're saying, that doesn't mean that the only thing that is happening is oh, this person over here is why this season didn't go well, mm-hmm. right? And I would I would just caution not you specifically, but just caution people not to think that like there isn't an autopsy actually being done, and whatever is being said publicly is like oh well somebody said or somebody leaked this so that means that that was their only thought on the matter look i i'll say how i would be handling the situation (laughs) we would be doing these internal autopsies and i would text dan woike or something like that god i can't believe we traded for fucking russell westbrook (laughs) (laughs) well but but that's the other thing let's also not make the mistake of thinking that whatever if you were in charge and were doing that that Dan or whoever else would be like going with that. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you're not gonna, not everything is for public consumption. Is yeah. The point. All right. That's going to do it here for this episode of the hook and this week's episodes here on the silver screen and roll podcast feed. Thank you guys a ton for tuning in the way that you have. I had a blast doing the pressure cooker. So we're going to have a few more of those 
over the course of course did you get yourself another hdmi cable? i i have yes um <laughs> i have um <laughs> maybe we do them for the games that do not include the team i happen to be but there's so much more on because i'm covering them specifically for this podcast there's so much more entertaining that way yeah all right all right it's we're thank all you, living Sabrina, vicariously for, thank you for sabrina for bringing some grace and some <laughs> some professionalism <laughs> to the show yeah she brought it for both of us thank you yeah, I mean, um, that's what i'm saying yeah <laughs> um that's gonna do it though but can again, we do, when you do it again when we do it again will i actually be able to see that there are people that are, are there it's right there it's the, in the comments chat. Yeah, you gotta okay, you gotta the hit chat. the comments go, right there yeah, i gotta go to the chat I was um, like, i don't see any they they can see me oh okay i guess yeah yeah i'm old Some, technology I'm, is eventually Eventually, the plan is to go live on these, maybe, on Friday afternoons. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Maybe. All right. Maybe. All right. Let's Until get it. Until all of that, though, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Aaron Larsoul. This was The Hope.